Welcome back to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920, The Answer. In this segment of the show, in our neighborhood spotlight, we're featuring Copper Creek in Cherokee County. Also going to discuss whether or not pre-approval letters are really necessary, especially for buyers that are putting like 50% down. And is it the Sunbelt States region of the United States that is poised for all of the real estate growth in 2024? Don't forget. We want to connect with you, and it, it is easy. Go to gogaddisradio.com, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S, radio.com. You can ask questions, make comments. You can push back. You can share your ideas with us, request we do some additional research on your neighborhood and feature your neighborhood in our neighborhood spotlight, and you can subscribe to our podcast each week. As most of you who listen know, we pick one specific metro Atlanta neighborhood to call out critical changes over the last few years to help you understand as a homeowner in the neighborhood whether or not you have a particular advantage when it comes to selling your home. This week we're featuring Copper Creek, which is in Cherokee County. If you're on 575 North, you go to exit 11, which is Sixes Road. You turn left and go west on Sixes Road, turn right into the subdivision using Copper Creek Drive. Copper Creek is a swim tennis community in Canton, Georgia, which is Cherokee County. It's got good access to 575 and 75, direct access to Blanket Creek bike trails, which consists of 15 miles of bike trails that can be accessed across Sixes Road from the neighborhood entrance. That would be a selling point for me. I would love to start riding bikes. Five minutes to the new Holly Springs Town Center. Um, Holly Springs Town Center will be the heart of the community. Town Center will be home not only to the new city hall, but also to an amphitheater, a spacious event lawn, and pocket parks all ready to play host to an array of entertainment. Construction is underway there. Ten minutes to Lake Alatoona Beaches, Old Rope Mill Park, um, which is named for Rope Mill, which produced cotton ropes in the 1800s, and also 10 minutes to Woodstock Main Street with restaurants, entertainment, and shopping. Let's take a look at what's happened over the last few years. In 2021, there's about 300, give or take, homes in the neighborhood. In 2021, nine homes sold. They took an average of eight days from listing to contract. The average sales price was 404 thousand dollars in 2022 there were 18 homes sold twice as many as 2021 they took 16 days to sell and the average sales price increased 108,000 to 512,000 dollars 512,772 to be exact in 2023 only three homes sold we went from nine sales in 2021 to 18 in 2022 to three in 2023 that is a substantial difference in the average sales price went up another thirty thousand dollars to five hundred and forty four thousand dollars there are currently three homes listed there for sale um, which means um, it only three homes sold in the last 12 months which means it's a 12 months worth of supply my guess is those three listings will probably be bought up fairly quickly even though it's 12 months worth of supply because there is pent-up demand in the area is my guess those uh, three homes average list price is $548,950, so just a little higher than the average sales price set last year. The elementary school is Sixes, the middle school is Freedom, and the high school is Woodstock High School. The average sales price of a home in the neighborhood in 2012 was $185,536. In 2023, that $544,633 average sales price means homeowner equity has increased in the neighborhood 
to the tune of $101 million. That is quite significant and very, very exciting for all of those homeowners. If you have any questions or you want your neighborhood featured in our neighborhood spotlight, go to gogaddisradio.com. Click on Contact Us, submit some information on your neighborhood, and we'll be happy to include you. If you're looking to sell your home anytime in the next six months, we believe we can sell your home for $28,000 more than your neighbor sold his or her home for. If you think that sounds too good to be true, maybe some kind of gimmick, uh, I say try me. Go to gogaddisradio.com, click on $28,000 more, put in just a little bit of information about your home, and uh, we will reach out to you and I will personally help you understand the maximum value Uh, your home has in today's market. And believe it or not, we have a $15,000 rehab and refresh budget that provided you qualify. And most home sellers can qualify. You can use the $15,000 to improve your home. We take care of all of the work for you. And in some cases, that additional $10,000 or $12,000 or $8,000 investment turns into an additional $25,000, $35,000 in sales price. This segment of the show is brought to you by the law firm of O'Kelly and Sorhan. They are a full-service law firm with 26 offices throughout Metro Atlanta, and they specialize in uh, residential real estate closings, home purchases, refinance closings, corporate relocation, uh, real estate contract review, and title insurance matters. They are our preferred closing attorney, and they can be reached by calling 770 497 one eight eight zero seven seven zero four nine seven one eight eight zero. Before you start picturing yourself in your new living room or or dining on your future all season patio, you probably should make sure you're working with a trusted lender to prioritize that essential step in your real estate purchase. Rita and Alpharetta submitted a question or a comment. We recently sold our home and are renting until we find our dream home. Uh, Good luck to you. I love that. Even while putting 50% down, sellers are still asking for a pre-approval letter. Is this really necessary? My guess is that Rita uh, and um, her significant other, whoever she's referring to in the we, are looking at homes that are probably priced up in the million dollars uh, or so range. And it does make sense that sellers would be asking for pre-approval letters in those situations, I will tell you, regardless of how well qualified you are and regardless of the price range you're looking in, um, getting a really good, strong pre-approval letter is a necessity in both cases. If you're looking at a million five or two million or two and a half million dollar houses, in most cases, sellers are not going to let you into the house unless they understand you have the ability, the wherewithal to buy the house. And that makes sense because you know, if you live in a $2 million house, you wouldn't want tire kickers or looky-loos just coming in. I know I wouldn't, uh, and I don't mean to be ugly to people who can't afford the house, but the reality is if you can't afford it, I really wouldn't want you coming in looking at my house um, because I like a certain amount of privacy. But even if you're looking at a home that's in the average price of four fifty dollars or $500,000, you still should get a good pre-approval. And a good strong pre-approval is It states that your credit has been checked, your assets required for down payment have been verified, and your employment and your income have been verified. So in some cases, working with big lenders, they won't give you a customized pre-approval letter. Sometimes that's the reason to work with a regional or a small local lender. 
and they can state the facts. We've checked this person's credit, we've verified the employment and the income, and we know that this person has the money for the down payment, and this person is pre-approved subject only to finding a home and the home appraising for appropriate value. So Rita, my suggestion for you is um, it is really necessary. And even if you don't want to cooperate because you feel like people should not be questioning whether or not you have the ability to buy their home because you're paying 50% down, um, I would uh, get in line and try to cooperate because I think you will be very happy that you did. There's been a lot of talk in real estate news about Sunbelt states and how the expectation is that the Sunbelt states will lead the real estate market in 2024. Well, I'm not even sure that I know all of the Sunbelt states, and I don't know um, whether or not most listeners would either. And so let's take a look and talk about what the Sunbelt states are. Which ones are the Sunbelt states? They are Alabama, Arizona, Florida, Georgia, Louisiana, Mississippi, New Mexico, South Carolina, and Texas. Now, they are portions of California, which is from the south up to greater Sacramento, and the five parts of and the southern parts of North Carolina, Nevada, and Utah. And then five of those states, Arizona, California, Florida, Nevada, and Texas, are sometimes collectively called the sand states because of their abundance of beaches or deserts. And these Sunbelt states, believe it or not, are fully represented in the 2024 Emerging Trends in Real Estate report that's uh, released jointly by PricewaterhouseCoopers, PwC, and the Urban Land Institute. It says, based on thousands of surveys and hundreds of personal interviews, the annual report provides an in-depth real estate outlook for the U.S. and Canada, and this year several cities stuck out as hotbeds for development. The report named 10 top markets to watch as we enter 2024. Number one is Nashville. Number two is Phoenix. Number three is Dallas-Fort Worth, DFW. Number four is Atlanta. Number five is Austin, Texas. Number six, San Diego, California. Number seven, Boston, Massachusetts. Number eight, San Antonio, Cal- uh, San Antonio, Texas, San Antonio, California. Uh, number nine is Raleigh, Durham. That's North Carolina. And number 10 is Seattle. The real estate industry is entering a new era of thinking, building, and operating the emergence of hybrid work models. The strength of the retail sector and growth in Sunbelt markets underscore the new reality on the ground, specifically in our top cities, Nashville, Phoenix, Dallas, Fort Worth, Atlanta, and Austin. Um, they believe that hybrid work is here to stay. 87% of the growth, net growth between 2005 and 2022 in suburbs um, was because of people's ability to work from home and work in the office some. And uh, prior to the pandemic, you know, remote workers are actually less likely to move than other workers because they had less incentive. Their work arrangements were already in place, but the newly remote workers suddenly found themselves with more freedom and new options. And that's driving a lot of the growth and development throughout the United States. I appreciate you listening to another week's edition of Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio, where our goal is to help listeners go from real estate novices to experts. So home selling and buying can be done with total confidence and without all the worry that is so typical with life's biggest investments. We don't want you to learn anything at closing or after that you should have learned before. 
Again, I appreciate you joining us for another week's show. We'll be back next week, same time, same channel. We look forward to talking to you then, Atlanta. Have a great week.